there is some sort of hybrid cricket cicada monster that's been harassing me the last like four days down here. Oh God. <laughs> it's got such a loud high pitched noise and it might start going at any moment. And I haven't been able to even find out where it is. So if at some point we'll call it out. Yeah. If my head explodes, <laughs> you'll know why. <laughs> cicada monster. Adventure Right, welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I am Nick the Human, and today we are joined by yet a third human. Would you like to introduce Uh-oh. yourself? Hey, I'm Sean the Human. That's uh, for everyone wondering. Yes, they do have the same last name, both Sean and Nick the Human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this is this is my ghoul. Good little brother Sean Harvey. What's up? Joining the mix. Yeah. A uh, little bit about Sean. Um, he's two years younger than me. Um, he's been a- alive that much shorter, which means I know so much more than he does. <laughs> as we're all going to find out. Yeah, very Este-esteemed true. Esteemed percussionist and drummer for the Kraken Quartet. Yes, that's right. Austin, Texas's own weirdo percussion electronics band. Yeah, it's yeah. really a great band. Go check out Separate Migrate. Thanks, dude. Backdrop. And I was kidding, man. Oh, you thanks, know, brother. You know just as much as I do, if not sure. more. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> don't don't give me too much credit. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops on the air. Chop busting. So, uh, so yeah, Nick, you're back in Texas now. All settled in with Sean. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm here. And we got here. We dropped off the bags. We... We sat down and we we said we need some poke. <laughs> oh man, I you know we we I planned out my introduction of myself. I, I need to redo it again. Okay. Adventure guys. Hey. Uh, so actually, this is Sean Harvey, my brother. Sean, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, I'm Sean the Human, and I just ate poke. Oh poke. Oh <laughs> yeah. Poke. Yeah. I had poke for lunch today. Really? Oh. <laughs> Where'd you get it from? Whoa. <laughs> it, it magically appeared on my doorstep. Whoever Ooh. could have sent that? <laughs> Is there a poke fairy? A big surfer in the sky? I don't know. There was just a, a, a brown paper bag on my front porch that said Eric D. And I opened it up and there was some poke and it was delicious. Uh, hey. All right. Delicious. A first uh, verdict there. Yes. Um, Seamus did hit me up because okay, spoiler alert, I ordered the poke for my dear oh! friend Eric. <laughs> hey. I give you a little bit of a warning when I texted you and said, Will you be home for the next 30 to 40 minutes? <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I thought you were trying to text someone else. No, it was that was all for you, baby. Yeah. My angel, as I referred to you on Instagram. <laughs> For anyone who missed uh, the last couple episodes, or if this is your first one, um, to catch up to speed, I love poke. <laughs> it's my favorite food. My favorite place is Poke Poke in Austin. Um, I I ate some on the air last episode, right at the top of the app. If you want to go back and hear me chomping on air, you could, you get a couple a couple good chews in. I actually, Sean, did you did you listen to episode six? Um, was it the most recent one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I uh. I accidentally ordered poke and then the oh that's right and then you had to go downstairs yeah it happens you know just accidentally ordering poke and it just shows up at your doorstep <laughs> so guess what Eric uh, we got poke for dinner we just like finished it a little bit ago of course from uh that that same place that you love oh yeah poke 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 so, so I got sh- okay so I get the um JT's special which is like a special spicy poke that they've. Uh, developed it's ahi based and what really sets poke poke apart is that they seem to marinate i think all of their ahi tuna like overnight and then like you'll see we posted a picture of it on instagram uh just a day or two ago and gave them a nice shout out it's like it's half fish all they do is put half fish half rice the true hawaiian way sean now 
<laughs> um, is vegetarian, doesn't eat fish. Um, so he's been getting the tofu poke from there. Yeah, let me jump in and talk about that for a quick second. Tell us, tell us well, about it. Well, so the whole thing there is that, you know, I, I always get poke with tofu because I don't eat fish. And actually what's going on at a lot of the different poke spots Break is that- Break it down. Yeah, so at a lot of the other poke spots, they do not actually um, marinate tofu the same way they do fish when you do it. But just this one spot, Poke Poke, that Nick and I have been uh, talking a lot about and um, really loving. Uh, they marinate the tofu the same way they would the fish, and it's just, oh. Yeah, that's really uh. the secret for everyone out there who is like comes up to us vegetarians like, oh, t- tofu's so bland. It's so gross. I don't know how. You got to marinate that. Yeah, you just don't know what spices and seasonings are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you bland ass people. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. The poke you sent me today was very good. Oh, yeah. It looked like it had some nice spicy mayo on it or something. It did. It had a pretty good spice profile. Uh, where did where did it come from? Where'd you send it from? Ooh, I'll never tell. <laughs> I, I, I can go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that would actually be a nice thing to... Uh, uh, I'm pulling up the, the name of the establishment. We, we, can, we, can, uh, we can get them all in the mix. Here we go. Um, it was. Are you gonna put from, this in the show info again? Yeah, poke. It's po- I think it's poketo. P o k e t o. Is that how you would say? It? Oh, in in Merrick. Poketo. Yeah, I think so. I'll send you the full okay, link. We'll put it in. Okay. The, we'll drop it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. Put. We'll put our favorite poke restaurants in the show notes, oh, and then we'll put nice. uh, the Kraken Quartet's links. In the oh show yeah. Notes. Yeah, Thank man. You. When you eat poke, though, let's just talk about like it hits me. Like today, we were on the couch and our roommate was talking to us, and I just got a nice bite of savory, chewy ahi that just hit me in the right time, and I just went ah, ah, ah! <laughs> I was freaking out. Ah, I was. Yeah, shun- I, I have to. Well, I have to alert everyone that Nick actually has convulsions <laughs> when he eats his poke. <laughs> what about uh, when he eats his poke? Uh, he 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 uh he seems to lose control of his body and just starts yelling poke over and over again. <laughs> I believe it. Oh man. <laughs> what about I mean even if once the first couple times I got it it made such an impression on me that then like the next week cuz we were doing like a money saving sort of a challenge where we we're like okay, we're only going to eat out once a week. Sundays is our day to eat out. Otherwise we're going to meal oh, yeah. prep, we're going to save some bills during all this. And so the whole week I was just like thinking about that poke and i would just it would, i would try to wake up at like seven in the morning to go to work and i'd like knock on his door he'd be like what's up bro he's still in bed i'm like dude it's wednesday you know what that means four more days <laughs> four more days till poke okay. heck yeah uh yeah well the poke that i had was great uh thank you for sending that i what i noticed about this, this spot the rice was actually really good Ooh. oh that's so key, key. that's that's like it is Interesting for our poke today was that we got thrown a curveball where we ordered and then, um, so first, Eric, did you have white rice or brown rice? White. Yeah. So we got thrown a curveball today. We order, then we get a call and they're just like, hey, yeah, so uh, this is poke poke. Uh, We're out of white rice. And um, Mm. I know, right? So we ended up going with the brown rice, but but it it was okay. But the rice I think is crucial. I also think I've decided that white rice and an incredibly well-made white rice is very crucial. It's, it's the same for all you uncultured listeners who have yet to have the delicious taste of poke hit your tongues. It is the same thing as when you're eating a taco and you get a good tortilla or you get a bad tortilla. Everybody knows that a right. good tortilla will just kick up your taco like an extra what 30 percent yeah totally it's not it's not the the sexiest most glamorous of the ingredients but it matters a lot it's getting the job done and you know what life isn't always about being sexy sexy and glamorous glamorous sometimes it's about your life isn't getting things done (laughs) and appreciating those around you who are getting those things done even if they aren't being sexy and and yes, I am talking to you, Ed. You need to appreciate your wife, Barb the Spider, a little bit more. Ooh, how oh. you like that segue? Oh, there you go. 
That's A plus segue work. Hey, run that theme. Let's start discussing the app. Episode discussion. Can I can I hold off the talking about the can can we talk about music nerd stuff on this podcast? <laughs> Immediately after we say we're gonna this, start. It's just discussing. so important. It's so important. Music nerd away, bro. All right, cool. All right. Dude, so Eric, where'd you get that chiptune synth? Uh, I use Super Audio Cart by Impact Soundworks. Oh, dude, it sounds so good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's like 120 bucks. It's money well spent. Okay, good. Good to know. Can we good throw that know. in the, the show notes too? Uh, sure. And Impact, if you would like to throw us a sponsorship for using your virtual instrument for literally podcast, everything, we'll accept that also. <laughs> I know it's the sound of the show. Eric, Eric, I just had to ask because I was going to ask off air otherwise, but it just sounds great. Yeah, everyone's been coming back, bro. <laughs> Eric, Eric, hey, man, everyone's really digging the music. Everyone I talk to. I appreciate that a lot. I am putting far more time and effort into <laughs> these podcast theme songs than I thought I would be, but it's it, it's appreciated. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a total highlight. Yeah, but OK, let's do it now, Sean. Uh, All right, we can we can we'll music nerd out more later. I'm yeah, sure we will, we there's will, no will. avoiding it. But let's talk about season four, episode three, Web Weirdos. Episode discussion. Oh, but actually, I did want to bring up one more music nerd thing. Um, <laughs> okay, it was um, Sean was talking about that old 414 you're speaking into off air before. And is that is it true that that is the microphone that has you've recorded every instrument on for the past eight years? Uh, longer than eight years. Yeah, I use the AKG uh, C four fourteen XL two XL two crushing. We're gonna go ahead and put yeah. that in the show notes too. Yeah, AKG. If you want to throw us a yeah. sponsorship, if you we'll want to throw all of us a also. matched pair of four fourteens, um, <laughs> I'm sure Eric would love another pair. Yeah, I'll I'll take a match pair of the XLS. I don't have that one. Or just give or just give Eric some old C12s. Just find him some C12s and send. Yeah, those, those will be fine. I'll accept that. They'll do just fine. Thank you, AKG. We really appreciate your support of the podcast. <laughs> um, hey, I'm down to uh, talk about the app now, though. Too, if everyone, if we're down to talk about the app, yeah, season right, four, let's, let's episode three. App. Yeah, let's do it. This was fun watching academically being that this was the first time I tried to academically watch an episode of Adventure Time. It was a whole new experience for me. Yeah. How, how did it go? Like, did it just felt different? Did you notice things? Well, can you can you maybe tell us your history with the show a little bit? Yeah. OK, so my history with the show was that um, I would say that early on when it was on air, and Nick has explained on air before his history with the show. I think he was just kind of like getting me hip to Adventure Time between like college visits home and stuff with that. Like, dude, you got to check out this show. It's totally awesome. You know, like whatever, like while he was home from college. And I would watch it a little bit then. And then, um, you know, maybe I watched like a dozen episodes at most or whatever. And then I got to college and my college roommate who, uh, um, Chris, who's also a member of the Kraken Quartet, uh, was very, very, very into Adventure Time. And I think just over time, I started just casually like, oh, I'm just going to like binge a whole season here. I'm going to binge a whole season there. But always for me on like the surface level of like, this is just great. Like, look at these guys running around, you know, and, and th that was about it for me. But I heard Nick in all of the uh, recent eps getting very, um, anywhere from very, very like light with the Eps to very, very philosophical. And um, so I, I was like, oh man, how deep do I go with this? Yeah. I didn't know Chris yeah. was the one that like kind of got, we got to get Chris Dimitriou. That's, I'm saying his last name. Right? Yeah, yeah. We got to get him on the pot. Hey, can we throw Chris a little shout out in the show notes too? Yeah. Everyone's on the show notes this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We got to get him on this pod too. Yeah. I got to do it. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, um, you can, you can interact with this show on multiple different levels. Like we were watching it before and our roommate Corey here who we should get on the podcast. Hey, can we throw him in the show notes too? Put him on the show notes. Throw yeah, let's in. throw him in. He was like, this is a kid's cartoon. Like, and we were like, yeah, man. 
like we were explaining what was happening. We we're like, well, you see, the the wife spider um, is having some some issues with her body, and she can't produce web in the way that she needs to. And I think that's causing some animosity within the relationship. He was like, what the hell kind of kids' cartoon is that? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, this this show works on a lot of levels simultaneously, which is why it's so enjoyable to to watch, and also so enjoyable to deep dive in a podcast on yeah it's, it's totally. almost like it's almost essential to explaining the show we were ta- we were hanging out with a couple friends the other night and they didn't know anything about adventure time and when trying to explain adventure time like sean i think the explanation you gave was like you can watch it like it's it's approachable and exciting like a kid's cartoon but if you're d- digging deeper into the subtext like it's clearly tackling some really adult heavy mature themes not even an adult. Totally. I, I, I don't even want to say adult because I don't even like the delineation between children and adult. Like, these are just human themes. I said that this show, they said, is it a show for kids or adults? And I said, it's a show for people. Humans? <laughs> yeah. Humans. Humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this episode in particular, um, the way they sort of set up some moral lessons and then follow through with it in some weird ways was very adventure timey. Yeah. Like, yeah. With the marital issues between these two spiders, like Ed is clearly being sexist in some really weird ways. <laughs> right up top. And, right up top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if they ever really resolve it. They just sort of present the problem and then it's the episode's over without really well, being solved. The, the res- the res- Sorry to jump right to the end of the episode, but isn't that an old trope? Like the married couple has really bad marital problems, so they have a kid to save the rela- the marriage or whatever. Which is a terrible lesson. Yes, yeah. it is. It is a terrible <laughs> lesson. Which which really funny is is that Finn is almost more mature than Ed or Barb. Like he sees what's happening and is like coaching Ed through it. This child human. You know? Yeah. Well, and I don't know what perspective Finn has on this that's unique in any way. But <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I guess his, his, his childlike innocence and wonder is able to sort of be free of any cultural implications or societal learning that he may have, uh, that we get in our world. So he's able to just be straight up about it. Like, hey, you can't, uh, hate on your wife for doing a thing with her body that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, I didn't even um, draw the the line like, between that and farting. Like, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that it was, I read um, the AV Club put up a review of it and I checked it out because I wanted to see what they got out of the episodes the first time I've done that. And they were talking about how, like, yeah, it's cool when guys do it. Guys can fart, but then she can't either. That didn't really occur to me, but then like watching it a second time, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, a slight deviation into trivia about this episode was the sound that uh, the spider butt makes as it's like pooping out the web mm-hmm. used to be a lot more indicative of a bowel movement and it was too gross and deemed too inappropriate for kids, so they changed it. Uh, wow. Something just a, a little bit more of a generic gross sound. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but there was some... Uh, now, I have a question to posit to both of you guys because watching it, it seemed like there might have been some deeper implications behind her not being able to do, you know, produce the webbing as well as Ed in that, you know, they come up and he's he's like, you know, I set the traps today, solo style, I caught for us. And she's like, hey, I'm trying hard, but like, I just, even though I'm not producing as much web as you, I'm really trying hard. And that's when she feels underappreciated. And then later, when Ed is walking, he talks about how all of his friends left and have kids now and all he has is Barb. And then when he comes back and they talk like, and what leads to the ultimate big fight, is he says that her butt is dysfunctional. And I was wondering, like, is this supposed to be like a metaphor for like a woman not being able to bear a child? Ooh. <laughs> and like that is what's causing the marital problems? Like, I, I don't know. For me, I kind of thought it was more of a just like a, like a work 
like you you like I'm the breadwinner here and you're not. Like it was more of a um like a a two you know, two paycheck household type situation. Yeah. You know. And one person's really bringing home like most of the bread. And then creating animosity with the other person when they're like not. Yeah, that that's more likely. And then I mean she does immediately have children after that fight, so I guess that kind of disproves what I was talking about. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's so bizarre. It doesn't. It seems like they set up a lot of pins to like make a, a big moral statement, and then they just decided not to knock any of them down. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And then it was almost. It was sort of weird. Like when she starts to eat him, I was like, so he like it started to be like, is this an indictment on the female? Like she's eating the male. But then I did then google like do women spiders eat men spiders and the answer was a resounding yes that is a thing that happens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i was like oh this is just a true connection to nature uh, actually i did not know like where the term widow spider came from but it's like while they're having sex the larger female will eat the male thus making her a widow and i was like oh got it spiders are yeah, crazy spiders are creepier than i thought yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then Finn just jumping in and be like, "Yo, dude, you can't eat your husband like that. It's not cool." And just like that's you know, <laughs> you do a good Finn. Yeah. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> he just he just you know because he just jumps in like you were saying, um, with like the childlike, just like I'm just gonna jump in and say like whatever is not cool or not okay, you know. Yeah. I also love that in this episode. It's an, Jake's sort of just like resignness to everything that's happening. I feel like that's kind of a through line that I'm discovering watching these. Yeah. He kind of sidelines himself because he's lazy. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric, you know what I also figured out when I was watching this? Like I the came to mind is that this is our seventh episode. We kept trying to like hopefully pick in the first couple of episodes or land on like a really fun just jake and finn adventure episode and i feel like this is kind of the first one that we've gotten right uh sort of i don't know it, it's it seems weird because jake doesn't do anything cool <laughs> he does do stunts in the beginning of the yeah. eight second two seconds and, th and then he <laughs> Maybe. gets tired out i guess and stunts. weirdly finn is so lame and bad at doing stunts yeah what's it's up like with that Yo, his power fitting. leveling in this episode is all whacked out. Right? <laughs> he can't do any of the stunts he normally does. And then all of a sudden he's like super OP at spitting. Yeah. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah. He's spitting birds out of the air. Like, but he can't jump off of rocks. Like, what? Yeah, it seemed, it seemed a little convenient for my test, maybe. <laughs> I did immediately get kind of thrown off by the... Um, kind of the flimsy logic of like the birds, like spitting the birds out of the sky and then they all just sit there dead until exactly the moment when the spider <laughs> shows that, up and then they all just get up and leave. That, it's like, oh, see you later. That logic didn't check out, but I really enjoyed the cutaway to after, to like when they showed all the birds on the ground being spit out of the air. Yeah. I, I thought that was a very funny, unique joke. I, I like, that was a good visual yeah. one. It was good. It's time to play Did You See the Snail? Ooh. Oh. Okay, uh, we'll go with our guest first. Sean, did you see the snail? I did see the snail. Oh! <laughs> like immediately, I, I saw the snail. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got really lucky. Do I do I say where I saw it? Uh, not yet. Ask Nick if he saw it. Nick, did you see the snail? Sean, I did see the snail. Oh, oh hell yeah! Oh, you oh, saw oh, the snail. We're ask heating me, up. Ask me. Ask me. Okay. <laughs> ask, ask Eric. Okay. Eric, did you see the snail? Hell yes! I saw yeah! that motherfucking yeah! snail. Play that theme song, baby. Yeah.
Oh, oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, Jeff Rosenstock would oh, be proud. Papa. Oh, daddy. <laughs> Jeff. Rose. Oh man. Oh, this is this is probably one of the best days of my life. The adventure guys saw the snail oh, for the woo! first time. God damn it. Yes. I'm so glad we said, that was a full-fledged song that you made for that. Imagine if we never saw it. That's Man, okay. So, I watched this episode uh the first time and I wasn't even looking for the snail and I saw it cuz it was <clears throat> it's it's in there pretty easily. Yeah. And I was like no way that Nick does not see this. I guess I have to go write the best song of my entire life right now. Wait, so you didn't write it until this episode? Yeah. So oh, my if, God. So if we saw it in past episodes, the song didn't exist yet? No. <laughs> oh, you really painted yourself into a corner on that one. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I got to nice. come clean is that I think I would have seen it, but Sean pointed it out when we were watching it together. I figured the two of you would be watching it together and at least one of you would see it. Yeah, you know the the Leo the the Leo meme where he's pointing at the TV. Yeah. Where he's like, That's the guy <laughs> Yeah, I did that at the snail to Nick. And we were like, Oh, we like definitely jumped out of our chairs. Ah, oh, wow. I feel satisfied. That was awesome. It was so cool yeah. to see him after I mean, I guess I really haven't been trying too hard, but <laughs> he was waving too. What a chill little guy. Oh. I know. He was caught in the spider web and still just vibing there. Okay, here's a question. Was he caught or was he just some supernatural... Like, maybe the snail doesn't get caught in spider webs. I think he exists on some extra-dimensional plane where, like, there's obviously no fourth wall because he sees us. Yeah. He's waving to yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> he sees well, all. Let me say, he's definitely not <laughs> caught in the web because there's a cut to Barb and then there's a cut back to the web and then he's gone. So yeah. he's clearly scurried away somewhere. He can appear at will whenever, wherever he wants. Yeah. The almighty snail, we see him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was tight. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, that was the best game of Did You See the Snail ever played. Yeah. If you saw it, which you probably did if you watched the app, don't forget to hit us on that email at didyousseethemail at gmail.com. We've gotten a few pieces of viewer mail so far, which has been nice. Sean, you were one of the first. I was. <laughs> so thank you for that. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. Me, me boy. Um, do you want to, you, what did you say in there? You, you had some oh, thoughts. Oh, so I had a, um, uh, so are y'all going to do like a, a, uh, like a Facebook group for like Adventure Time discussion or anything like that? Um, we probably should we, at some point. Well, we mentioned I, I can't, it. Y'all mentioned it, so I immediately uh, hit up, did you see the mail? And um, I said that you should name the group um, Adventure Time Snail Posting. Or Adventure Guys Snail Posting. Adventure Guys Snail Posting. Oh, yeah. That's how it goes. Eric, do you, our favorite thing about Facebook that's left as it's you know kind of destroying our democracy would be... <laughs> um, Slash careers. Slash careers. Yeah. Twin Peaks log posting. Oh, dude. Where it's just an onslaught of Twin Peaks memes that people are churn churning out at an honestly alarming rate. Yeah, it's I, crazy. I can't imagine the form of like hyper neo dadaism that would be a Twin Peaks meme page. Dude, you get everything. You get it's insane. You get neo dadaism, but then you get also like hyper current, like fusing like memes that probably 12 year olds are liking creating and then they'll just like infuse Donna into them. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. But uh, yeah, there's a few of those. There's, I don't even want to bring up Jimmy Neutron croissant posting. Cause that is a goddamn <laughs> disaster that no one should ever go to. Do not, if you're listening, Hey, 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 you who's listening right now, do not go to Jimmy Neutron croissant posting. It's going to sound like a great idea. It's got a crazy name and you might go in there and be like, Whoa, this is wild. But I, I we promise do not you, condone it. do not do it. It'll, it'll do not go there. We'll even, we'll put it, the link in the show notes. So you know exactly where not to go. Yes. And then we'll Sounds also like include idea. Twin Peaks log, log posting. So you know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see you in the right direction. You're our friends. You're our fans. We love you. We we're love uh, you. we're gonna like have some pretty rad show notes for this episode. Oh yeah, we're gonna hit a record on this one. Um, I also here's some other things that we should include in the show notes is um, 
I don't know if everyone else out there noticed the voice for Ed is Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah, I noticed it too. On the second time through, I was like, just going to show him, like, is that Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah. I was, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, man, maybe, maybe it is, but he really dialed it back from like when he did like Scrooge with Bill Murray and stuff. Yeah. You know? I think if you've, I want to include in the show notes because I bet there's some people out there who don't remember Bobcat Goldthwait. And he was in Police Academy and he, had this incre- he had this incredible character, which is basically an exaggerated version of how he normally talks, where he's like, Sean, you have a pretty good impression. Yeah, I just... Give me something to say, and I can do a good Bobcat. Um, Hey, what's up, Finn the Human? Uh, hey, Jake, what's going on, man? I, I'm trying to just hang out all the time. It's That's pretty like good, that. yeah. It's like Bobcat Goldthwait is guest starring on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Bobcat. There he is. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was great. And did did you... Now, here's one thing you may not have noticed, Eric, is that the um, Barb... Sean, guess who... Sean, guess who voices Barb? Who? Um, Susie Green, which is Jeff's husband... Jeff's wife on Curb Your Enthusiasm... Oh my god. That is yeah, the most I perfect I don't know her. wife. I I never really watched her. Oh, oh my god. She is the most outlandish crazy like like just like the like epitome of just like a All right, we're going to take every single stereotype of like a couple where the wife is like really cranky all the time and the husband's kind of messing up all the time. And she's just gonna be really loud and upset, and that's it. It's it's a it's a classic character. You gotta watch that show, Eric. Maybe I'll watch that show. Maybe I'll watch that show. (laughs) Who knows? Gotta watch the show. Um, I mean, so here, I mean, there's a couple other. I mean, I guess we'd be remiss not to mention the fingernails clip, um, where they're talking about, you know, Jake made him cut his fingernails because they were too long. What's another cool piece of trivia that I found was that apparently in the episode. Before this, they're writing out a to-do list, and Finn writes out, cut my fingernails on the to-do list. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool continuation. Wow. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a fun, well, a quote. This is going to go far back in the episode. We were talking about how weird spiders are. And um, Jake, I think on multiple occasions in the ep, at least one in particular, it's like they, they got cut out of the web. And then like... Jake is is just so lazy in this episode, but even when Finn's like, I got to go help him, like she's trying to eat him. He's like, no, man, spider marriages are weird. Don't get involved. And that's <laughs> and then he's like trying to keep him from doing anything. And then and then you hear Bobcat go help. And then, you know, and then he's like, all right, oh, go man. help him. How, how about that little soliloquy that Jake goes on at the end when he's getting engulfed by all the baby spiders? He's like, yeah, man. Circle of life. Lo- life's like that, man. Yeah, you know, it just comes till you, you can feel your blood getting colder and everything getting a little bit darker, and and he looks so cozy. And then, and then the best, one of the best, Sean and I loved was the Finn shriek. Yeah. Oh, I love the Finn <laughs> shrieks. One of my so favorite good. things about Adventure Time. Finn yeah. shrieks. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. It was insane, and it just cuts a, it cuts away on just like. Barb and Ed like having a touching moment. Jake lazily does not care. He's getting consumed by the by the spiders, and then Finn just like <laughs> this. Yeah. So actually, the ending of this episode is a particular style of Adventure Time ending where it's like nobody really knows how this was supposed to end. So let's just heighten the drama for like five or six seconds to an impossible point, and then cut to the end credits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because they're like being consumed by spiders. Yeah. 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 Uh, but 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 the main conflict of the episode between Ed and Barb has been resolved, so we're good to go. Sure. Sure. It's good totally. for now. Um. Yeah. It was it was cool. You know. Um. Some other like trivia that I was going to bring up was that I started looking a bit into the uh, the creation of this episode. Um. And. Um. It was here. I got it right here. So it was written by two separate people. Um, Akko Kast 
Pierre. Oh, God damn it, I'm saying her name wrong. <laughs> Ako Castuera. There you go. Thank you, Sean. Um, and her and uh, Jesse Moynihan wrote it together. And apparently is that um, Akko did the first half of the episode. Like, she storyboarded it all. And it's a lot more of, like, physical comedy where Finn and Jake are, you know, parkouring and going over the boulders as we talked about. And then Jesse Moynihan did the second half of the episode where it's, like, more relationship drama. Um, I, I, I love that concept of two people like sort of writing different parts and then mashing it together. It mm-hmm. always reminds me of uh, that Blink-182 song uh, on their self-titled album. Where and are you? No, 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 no. No, faith will so short this time. <laughs> Smile, face in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Be dust. I remember seeing an interview and they were very uh, clear about like, yeah, uh, Tom just wrote this part and Mark just wrote this other part and we just threw them together and we made a song. And we're kind of lucky that they, they worked up. Well, yeah, cool. hey, hey, where are you? So did you know that on that song is that they had the bones for it and then Mark went over to one room and Tom went over to another room and they wrote um, their verses independently. But I think they both knew that it was going to be about Nightmare Before Christmas or something. But then they just came back and like that's what it was. So that's kind of a similar thing to hear. I guess, well, yeah. Do you think, it's, wait, I have a question. Do you think that Mark came out of the room and was like, all right, I got this shit. Like, hello there. Like, he was like, <laughs> and he did his whole thing, and we can live like Jack and Sally if we want to. And he was like, this is great. And Travis was like, yeah, man, good job. And then Tom was like, yeah, pretty good. But but let me let me, uh, <laughs> let me spice things up here a little bit. And then... Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I want to say, I want to bring a fun fact about that song into my own personal life. Is that um, the Kraken Quartet has played one cover since twenty since 2014. And it was that song. Oh my of God. How, you're an instrumental band. We are. We are. And um, Taylor Enger, who's the, my uh, drum partner slash... He does samples and synths and stuff. He sampled, he found on YouTube uh, just like the vocal stem isolated, and then he sampled um, Tom going, where are you? And then like everything else. And then like, (laughs) and then actually this is a fun tie into the episode. Um, All the, um, the webs from all the spiders spiders. catching (laughs) things and eating their insides. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So he, he decision to call you. That's my favorite part. It doesn't even. Yeah. No. So Taylor literally was like, Oh, I'm going to like cut up every word and just reorder all of the words. (laughs) So then he was like, he made, where are all the spiders catching all the spiders? So like, we're just like instrumental playing this song and Taylor is just just t- changing the words, but just having like "Where are you?" just like in the background with distortion and just like weird weirdness. And then "Where are all the spiders?" just it, like over and over and over again. Is there a video of this? I really want to hear it now. Uh, I don't know. That was for like a show we played with the band Hikes a while back. I have to go back and see if anyone had it. I would love to throw if, that in the show notes. Yes, please. We need a link for that. Oh yeah, if I can get it. Um, I yeah. God, it's the best song. Um, speaking of which, um, uh, that reminds me is that <laughs> my friend who, okay, this ties back into the, so today I posted on my Instagram for the first time that this show exists. And the first comment was from my buddy, Eric Slick, who tagged Jesse Moynihan, who co-wrote this episode. Did you see that, Eric? I, I didn't see it on Instagram. Yeah, he commented and tagged Jesse Moynihan. Oh, my God. And I, I, I was like, oh, yeah. I, and then like we were, I was watching the show. I was like, wait, that's the dude who <laughs> wrote this goddamn episode. Um, <laughs> so I liked it. I said I'm a big fan. Maybe I'll like DM him or something. I don't know. Makes me nervous. But, uh, but Eric also did a great um, shout out, Eric. So thanks for alerting a real Adventure Time person of this show's existence. Um, Eric has a great new solo album out called Wise Acre. Um, and you know what? You can find a link to that in the, in the show, show notes. notes. In the show notes. <laughs> Eric. Love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he also did a good uh, parody version. Like, you remember the Imagine videos that uh, Gal Gadot 
Bid or Godot. God, I can't pronounce <laughs> anyone's name. But ha- yes, I do. Yeah, so he parodied it with um all these like indie rockers singing I Miss You by Blink One Eight Two, and that's funny. And that is also in the show notes. Um You're writing these show notes, Nick. Oh, oh no, I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the guest's responsibility. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I, no, I think I think if I was in charge of the show notes, I would just type the word spiders, spiders, <laughs> spiders, <laughs> spiders over and over and over again. That would be it. Well, hey, if I'm gonna write, I'll, I'll include that also right, yeah. in Could the show notes. Could you put the word sh- spiders fifty times at the bottom of the show notes? Single space or double space? <laughs> I need the wide boy font. Where oh, you go? Do you S- know about the wide boy font? <laughs> Eric, uh, please enlighten me. S space P space I space D space. Go look at the e it's, it's it's space. No, finish it. Okay, sorry. Oh my my my, my apologies. Um, E space R space S. Spiders. Wide boy font. Wide boy font. But if you were if you were to just do the word spiders over and over and over again, it you like when you do the wide boy font you. Typically, don't put a an extra space between the words, so everything just bleeds together. It's just every letter has a space between it. And, oh, and everything has to be capital. Of course, yeah, of course, of course. it's wide. It's, it's the wide font. It's the wide font. Um. So yeah. So no. What, but what was interesting though? So I was researching more of the episode, and I saw okay someone on. Wikipedia linked to an old forum uh, thread, which was on landavu.com, which was an old Adventure Time site that's off, but they used the Wayback Machine to catalog back into um, a forum where a lot of the fans were asking Jesse Moynihan questions. And one person was like, hey, what's up with this episode? It seems that a lot of us think it's the weakest episode of Adventure Time thus far, which I was surprised to hear such harsh words. A couple of people came out and defended it. We're like, nah, man, this is kind of a good episode. But Jesse responded and want me to read his response because I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he wrote back, honestly... I wasn't happy with how that episode came out. I think Akko's parts are funny, um, but everything I wrote in the episode played out in a way that I didn't expect. It's the one episode I've worked on that I really feel didn't do that I that I really feel didn't do anything I intended. That said, I'm glad I tried it. I knew that the writing approach I was taking was risky and could fall flat, but I believe the greatest strength of the show is that the writers are willing to experiment and take risks. Not everything works. In the case of Web Weirdos, at the end of the production line, the end product was not satisfactory to me, despite the, uh, what is that word? Despite the talents? Despite the talents of everybody. My my eyesight is very bad. I think I might need glasses. Dude, you need glasses. (laughs) This is very easy to read. (laughs) Despite the talents of everyone involved, I wish I could go back and rework that episode, but that's not how TV works. You got to keep moving. Well... I immediately am thinking about something that Eric said where, you know, I wonder, you know, when, say, they're experimenting and taking risks, you know, that's like the type of spirit that takes them to these points where like the end of this episode where it's like, how are we going to end this? I have no idea. Let's just what if they just get covered in spiders? All right. That's that's the end of it. Well, big, (laughs) big risk, big reward. And like that. There are, that's what we're talking about. We keep bringing up is that there's so many different types of Adventure Time episodes. And I think that's what keeps the show so fresh and engaging is that you really don't know what you're going to get when you turn on the show. Like, it's a pretty open field. Yeah, they swing for the fences a lot, which I appreciate. Totally. Yeah, I think the three of us too, we, uh, we've all, we all like some music where it's like people swinging for the fences. And mm-hmm. I, I like ambitious art i like people to like really go for it rather than just play something simple i like small and simple and you know intimate things but i also love when people just go for it yeah you, you need some yep. wackadoo shit in your music you know? <laughs> yeah and in your shows sean and i talk about that all the time we're gonna watch tonight we're gonna watch some in wide boy font cinema <laughs> we're gonna watch a film a classic film yeah a picture we're gonna watch a real good flick 
probably from the Criterion Collection. You know what? Shout out the Criterion Collection, if I may, as the guest. You may. You can find info on the Criterion Collection <laughs> in the show notes. Is that below the 50 spiders? Um, it's, 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 it's under Poke Poke. Oh, okay. Well, that's top. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to watch some wackadoo shit on the Criterion Collection. We haven't okay. decided exactly what. Yep. Yep. Wait. Well, cool. Do you guys want to run the episode generator so we know what we're going to watch for next week? Yes. Sounds good. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Hey, Eric, I, can I talk to you about that song for a second? Please do. The, I totally heard like a bomb style like glockenspiel over the top of that when I heard it in my in my brain. And then during the We All Saw the Snail song, you read my mind and there was glockenspiel in the We Saw the Snail song. Okay, yeah. So funny story about the glockenspiel. Nick told me uh, a few weeks ago how y'all sampled the glockenspiel we did we sampled a glockenspiel and i mentioned that i had a glockenspiel that i never played oh so i wanted to make a point to use glockenspiel yes 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 it was great great use and the good part of the song too yeah keen ear sean love it oh yeah well it's what i do (laughs) glockenspiel is pretty essential to the kraken quartet yes it is it is you know it's difficult to record yeah, it's got such a so such hard. a pingy attack, and the tone is is such a lower volume than the like metal hitting sound. Yeah, so for you sure. really have to use compression in a unique way to get it. To yeah, sound you right. totally need to like at, you need to totally use like a hard like a twenty to one that's just like clipping all of the attacks for sure. Yeah, and what's funny also is like sometimes when you get a really nice glockenspiel, the bars actually they literally ring too long. And it just sounds like a yes. wash. So like you usually have to like we use like paper towels. We like smush paper towels between the naturals and the accidentals to just like deaden the bars. Yeah, yeah. For for some like actual, you know, classical rep, you want like a good ringy Glockenspiel. But for almost everything else, like in popular music, you do not want that long ring. Thankfully, my Glockenspiel is terrible. It costs like $150 or something. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> one of those like beginner bell kit things is how they're normally advertised. Usually, yeah. those are usually like some of the best ones when, you, when you're when you under a mic. I will say that 414 you got there is a, uh, is a killer glockenspiel mic. <laughs> it's uh, also, in my experience, a killer vocal mic, a killer trombone mic, a killer saxophone mic, a killer trumpet mic. It's also a killer, killer marimba mic. Yeah, killer room mic for drums. Uh, what else do I use on Yo, everything? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever used your four fourteens on rack toms on your toms? No, dude. Get the that's that's the that's the truth right there. Like, put the pad on. Well, I mean, if you have like a different set of overheads, put the pad on, and that's your rack in your floor, and it's an incredible top mic. So this is the mic. Hey, if you're out there trying to record some music, uh, get a four. I, I cannot reiterate enough that the three of us would gladly take. A matched pair of four fourteens. Please, AKG. We appreciate <laughs> your support. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, so honestly, uh, in terms of investment, spending a thousand dollars on a microphone like eleven years ago was probably the smartest buy that I've ever made as a musician. That's tight. Yeah. Well done, young Eric. Um. Hey. What? <laughs> Every other decision was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but buying an AKG mic, that was uh. That's where my uh, preparedness really shown through oh yeah oh yeah and, anyway um uh hit us with the app what do we get all right episode 216 which is season seven episode 17 angel face S- episode s- uh, season seven episode 17 yes that's angel face say. okay cool which is as late into the show as we have gotten i believe i don't think we've done an uh, episode from season seven yet? No, we haven't. I don't remember what this one's about. Well, I'm looking. Oh, we get we get a little BMO action in this one, which we haven't really gotten much of. Um, BMO creates a live action role play bounty mission and sets out with Jake as his steed to capture the infamous Jack Rabbit Johnson. Oh, 
Oh, this is a fun episode. I remember this one. Ooh, cool. I'm excited. Cool. It's got a Western vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Did we, um, friend Dave commented and was like, we should, was asked, was talking about the new uh, stuff that's on HBO Max and there's the BMO episode. Do you think we should do that or should we, is that jumping too far ahead? Uh, let's think of a more prepared way to do that because it's, it probably deserves slightly more reverence than just a, a regular weekly episode. It's long also. Yeah. It's like a 40 minute special. So it's a, uh, wow. yeah, it's a true special. That's F. cool. Yeah. 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 I, and that, that could be like, we, we've, we've talked about how we might do a couple of like, you know, do chunks of episodes at one time or something like maybe we do like a special where we do some of the new ones or something. Nah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, that was a good app. Thanks for coming on, Sean. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Good app. Good app. Great app. All right. Peace out y'all. Bye. Bye.